we're rolling. Hello. Hello. Long time no see. Yes. Except not at all. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of. We were gone last week. Yeah. Holidays. Well, and I stuff. meant like you. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just saw you 24 hours ago. Yes. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> we had a Christmas party. It was really fun. Yeah, it was super fun. At Audrey's house, our number one fan. Yes. <laughs> our absolute number one A1 since day one fan. <laughs> Whether she likes it or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. Well. If you didn't know what you're listening to, this is Hot for Justice. Yes, and I'm Jessica. And that's Jessica. AKA super tired person. And that's Jamie. Yes. I'm also tired, but not nearly as tired as you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different kind of tired. Yeah, I have um, fantasy football exhaustion right now. Oh, yeah. I have husband exhaustion and baby exhaustion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just baby exhaustion. I say it's, it's okay if you're not kidding about Tad. <laughs> Tad. Uh, our anyways. second fan. Our number yeah. two fan. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we'll just dive in, guys, because mine's long. Yes, and you're going first. Yeah, I'm f- I'm first. Um, okay, so mine is n- not cold, but it actually like oh. it could have like a cold element to it. So oh, tell me more. I'm just gonna dive in the deep end. Dope. So November 1973, Carol Jenkins, who was 18, she worked at the United Market in Victor, California, which is a very very small town, basically in Lodi, California, which is about oh, 40 minutes south of Sacramento. Okay. And um, so the store was owned by a Walter Parkin, who he was 33. Um, Carol lived with the Parkins. Uh, She said she came home around 3 a.m. and she went straight to sleep. She was awakened at 7 a.m. by two men who was looking for her boyfriend, Mr. Lang. And he hadn't, like, returned home from the night before. So her boyfriend didn't live there, but I'm not really sure... I guess they knew, you know, they were, like, together, so these men were looking for her. Her boyfriend came to her. So she took them into um, the master bedroom where she actually found Walters, the store owner, his two children, uh, Lisa, who was 11, and Robert, 9, bound and shot in the head. Holy shit. Yeah. So then she called the fire department, and when they arrived, they found seven more bodies. Yeah. What? In the walk-in closet, all bound, gagged, and shot in the head. The other bodies were Walter, who was the store owner, his wife Joanne, she was 31, their babysitter Debbie, who was uh, 18, and so actually I'm totally wrong about the boyfriend situation. The boyfriend was Debbie, the babysitter's boyfriend. So, got it. So it wasn't the other chicks. Yeah, it wasn't the other chicks. But okay. um, I already forgot her name, so I'm batting a thousand. <laughs> Carol. Okay, great. Yes. Um. So, the babysitter Debbie, her parents Richard and Wanda, her younger brother Ricky, who was 15, and her boyfriend Mark, who was 20. Damn. So yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um. The investigators believed that the Earl family was likely picking up their daughter, Debbie, the babysitter, when, because it's kind of random that her parents are there, right? And they didn't live there. Yeah, I was like, why, why were they there yeah. in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they 
believed that the family was picking up their daughter and the killers came and interrupted them and ended up shooting all these people. They believed that it was actually connected to a burglary of the safe um, at the market that Mr. Parkin owned. Okay, so they're, they're not by ex- each other or? Um, yeah, they think they lived like out in the country a little bit, but okay. um, it didn't really specify. So, um, and th- the articles are all super old and they were like digitized. <laughs> so it was kind of hard to find. Oh God. Um, so eventually they arrested two men for the crime and they didn't really like go into detail how they identified that these people murdered them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first man, Douglas Gretzler was 22. He was from New York city. He was apprehended. And then Willie Stillman, who was 28, he was from Lodi. Um, he surrendered but they both were charged for the crimes for those murders and they actually were ended up they were convicted of a total of 17 murders including these nine people um and they were like basically within a two-month span so they went on like a mess killing spree do you i don't know if i'm like jumping in the gun or not but like the other eight people yeah, I'm going to go into detail, okay, great. like, a little bit. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, they actually, like, I think they started in Arizona. They made their way to Colorado. They were, like, traveling and robbing people. Um, they ended up in Phoenix, Arizona, where they met up with some of Stillman's um, friends. And they kidnapped their friends, stole their van took them to California where in Lodi where they strangled and stabbed them and then hid their bodies. Jesus fucking Christ. Right. And then like, hold on. I feel like that's like a lot of work. <laughs> right. It's it. I don't know if they were like on drugs or what, because their behavior is just insane. Yeah. Like that's um, bonkers, dude. Yeah. So these friends that they had kidnapped, they were actually introduced to them by another set of friends and they were paranoid that those friends would be like, oh, these people, our friends are missing, and then... Like, do you know anything? Yeah, and so they drove back to Arizona from California. They actually picked up, picked up a hitchhiker on their way, killed him, and dumped him in the Superstition Mountains. It didn't even say why, but probably to rob him if oh he had any money. Oh, my God. And then they met up with their friends in Arizona, strangled them, and, like, killed them. Yeah. On a rampage. Okay. So then... They they were trying to hitchhike, and they killed the man who stopped to give them a ride. <laughs> and then they carjacked a guy who actually had managed to escape, and he called the police. So they were kind of on the run. Right. So they drove to a condo complex where they found a man washing his car, and they took him hostage. They forced him into his condo where his wife was. Um, they dyed their hair, changed into the victim's clothes, and then shot them both. And, yeah, left them. They stole their credit cards and cars. And then they returned to Lodi. Oh, my God. Right. How many cars did they end up stealing? I lost count. I know. (laughs) A few. (laughs) So, um, this is at the point, like, they return to Lodi and then they commit these murders. These So, the the family murders were after the friends. Yes. Okay. So, this is, like, the end of their their rampage yeah yeah it's insane so gretzler he ended up pleading guilty in california to nine guilt nine counts of first degree murder and he was um sentenced to nine concurrent life terms because california at the time didn't have the death penalty which is and interesting. this was 1974 
three. Okay. Yeah. So, but then he was extradited to Arizona to stand trial for the murders of the the um their friends. couple. No, the the couple that they shot. Oh, um, got it, got it, got it. The people that they stole, stole the, car. the car from. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, and Arizona did have the death penalty. He was tried for those murders and attempted kidnapping, um, and then robbery of the other guy who he stole, like he carjacked. Yeah. Um, but didn't kill. Didn't kill, just yeah. carjacked. He was convicted and he was sentenced to death. Um, the other guy, Steelman, was also sentenced to death, but he died on death row before he could be executed. It That's didn't annoying. say hi, but I think probably like natural causes. Right. Yeah. Um, then Gretzler was executed in June 1998. His last words were, from the bottom of my soul, I am so deeply sorry and have been for years for murdering Patricia and Michael Sandberg, which is the couple. Um, Though I'm being executed for that crime, I apologize to all 17 victims and their families. Wow. Yes. So that was all from like a New York Times article with no author and then another ABC article by Joe Ania who like wrote about it when he was executed. But... It's just so, it's just like a lot. And so since yeah, they like were traveling so much, mm-hmm. there's, it's completely possible that they had more victims. Oh, I think it's probably likely. Oh yeah. Cause they like, were just not. doing whatever they, they were doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing the most <laughs> in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mine. Wow. 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 I know so close to home for you too. I didn't even yeah and I didn't I'd never even heard of it so I was like really but it's kind of hard to find like a lot of information about everything's kind of patchy I think be probably because it was you know in the stone ages when it happened in yeah. the stone ages <laughs> just I'm kidding you mom you said that <laughs> <laughs> she listens so I'm sure she'll text me <laughs> perfect <laughs> my mom will listen to this in like three months and then talk about it <laughs> Yes, that's okay, Jen. We forgive you. (laughs) I mean, that makes one of us. (laughs) Uh, All right, what do you got for me? Okay, so mine's kind of wild. I found this on Reddit, um, written by a user by the name Old Man of the North. All right, Old Man. Um, He posted this a couple weeks back. Um, I originally was looking this up during, uh, like, Thanksgiving week, Uh and then opted to do the other one instead. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one is super weird and there's a few like potential like like theories on like what happened but like nobody really knows how this Mm. person died i'm intrigued yes it's very interesting um so this happened in antarctica oh yeah like very near the south pole um and fun fact apparently only like 1,000 to 4,000 people live in antarctica at a time like at any I, given moment, I didn't There's even not know a lot anybody of, lived yeah. in Antarctica at the time. At any neither time. did I. <laughs> the more you isn't, know. <laughs> isn't it too cold? You'd think, <laughs> but I guess they got their parkas. Oh, oh my goodness! I'm gonna throw up. Your baby is so cute. <laughs> Thank um, we're you. FaceTiming right now, and <laughs> for those of you who can't see, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, which I guess is all of you. Maybe but. one day we can we'll record this and like put it on YouTube. I'll definitely need to put on, like, five pounds of makeup, but sure. Same. <laughs> Same. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. Um, so yeah, there's only, there's only a few settlements that are, that are there. Um, I guess they've only been around for, like, probably, like, 100 years or so. Um, and, yeah, only one to 4,000 people at any time. I would die. Like, literally would 
curl up in a ball and die. Like, literally, when it was, like, 50 degrees last week, I thought I was going to die. Yeah, it's too cold for that. <laughs> and, like, I, I like my 75-degree weather. Like, I'm super into that. Same. That's Can't. why we live in California. Yes, and not the South Pole. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> okay. So, um, and a little bit more background about crime in Antarctica. Because, again, like, you don't even think people live there. Right. Like, what's going on there? Right. So, serious crime in Antarctica is very rare. Um, in the last century, there's only been a handful of incidents that are even warrant, like being warranted in mention, like in any sort of um, like documentation. Uh, most crimes are committed are rel- related to mistreatment of wildlife, threats made against others, and um, alcohol-related offenses. Attempted murder is very rare, and murder hasn't even been recorded as having ever happened in Antarctica. Dang. Yeah. Um, sexual harassment and arson are known to happen throughout, um, but it's believed that many instances go unreported. Isn't it too cold to set things on fire? You'd think. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, so, any crimes committed are subject to the laws of the country that holds jurisdiction over the location the crime was committed. For example, any crimes committed in the U.S. Uh, facilities are subject to FBI investigation and prosecution. So, the settlements are from other countries. Yeah. So, there's, like, an American bit, there's, like, an Australian, New Zealand bit, and then, you know, Europe and et cetera. Makes, that makes sense. Um so in 1959, what's argued to have been the first murder in Antarctica occurred um, at a Russian station called Vostok. Uh, two scientists got into an argument about a chess game, and one attacked the other with an ice axe. Some reports at the time had claimed that it had been a fatal injury, uh, but th- since then it's believed that, uh, though not proven, that the scientists didn't die of their, their injuries. Since its incident, uh, chess has been banned in all Russian bases in Ant- Antarctica. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. <laughs> so I wanted to include that. Um, there was another serious incident that occurred in 1996 at McMurdo Station when two cooks got into an argument. Not about a chess game. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, a hammer was used by one in the fight that ensued, and when another cook tried to intervene, he was also injured. Damn. Two FBI agents were dispatched to the station, and the suspect was arrested and brought back to Hawaii for trial. While it is known that he pleaded not guilty... It is not known what became of him as further information was never made public in relation to his case. I know. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Um, There's been several cases of arson that required external investigators at both Russian and American bases over the years. um, But none of the cases have ever resulted in loss of life or severe sentences for the accused. So now, what I'm here to talk about, like for real, for real, (laughs) is the case of Rodney Marks. He was born in Victoria, Australia in 1968. He went to study in the University of Melbourne and studied uh, for his PhD at the University of South Wales. Dang. Uh, right? Like, super smart. That's cool. Um, Mark had spent the winter of 1997 and 1998 at the South Pole and had been hired by the Smithsonian Astrophysical Observatory. That was a mouthful. I didn't think I was going to yeah. be able to say that. You crushed that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um... In his work uh, for them, he was assigned to Antarctica Submillimeter Telescope and Remote Observatory, this being run out of the Admudson Scott South Pole Station. I also probably m- mispronounced that very badly, but... It sounded right. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, I just need you to, like, follow me all around all the time and just hype me up. Same. Perfect. Yep. Let's just hype quit our jobs up. and... Uh, okay. Follow each other around. <laughs> so I'm, I'm fine with that. Perfect. We need either some sugar daddies or to win the lottery. Yeah, probably win the lottery because, you know, men. 
I guess that's fair. I was having a conversation with my um, office mate on Friday, and we yeah. were talking about how we desperately need sugar daddies. Yeah, same. Or sugar mamas. Whatever. Yeah. But, Either you know, one. it's probably not going to happen. No. But, I mean, if you're out there and you're listening, and you would like to be our sugar person, yeah. hit us up. I will give you my friendship. Yeah. And you can give me your money. Yeah. We'll link our PayPal's down below. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Venmo <Our> Venmo's. here. <laughs> we'll leave the QR code in the uh, show notes. Thanks a bunch. Yeah. It's, it's really sweet of you. Thanks in advance. Help me. I'm poor. <laughs> That's my favorite gif. I know. So good. Um, okay. Boop, 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 boop. While he was working at the station, he joined the bass band Fanny Pack and the Big Nancy Boys and became engaged to Sonia Walter, a maintenance specialist at the base who was over uh, over there in order to spend time with him. So she had, like, stayed there to live with him. She was, yeah. like, supposed to go back to her home country, but... Interesting. Fell in love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was described by those that knew him during this time in, an, in Antarctica. That's, I don't know why that word's so hard for me to say. Antarctica. Antarctica. Um, he was described by those that knew him during the time in Antarctica as having a dry wit that could sometimes be misinterpreted, but always made amends and won people over in the end. Uh, do, 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 do. On the 11th of May of 2000, Rodney was walking home from the remote observatory back to the base when he became ill. His symptoms were described as follows. Um, at the moment, he began to feel unwell as he walked back to the base on the 11th. He described how he began uh, struggling to breathe. His vision began to deteriorate and he felt exhausted, which prompted him to go to sleep early in hopes of sleeping off whatever was wrong. Mm -hmm. um, at 5.30 a.m. the next day, he woke up vomiting blood and sought out the station's doctor. Oh, shit. Yeah. Over the course of the day, he repeated this visit and each time his symptoms worsened. He had trouble moving due to pains in his muscles and joints and soon required sunglasses to see despite only the only light being um, the low wattage bulbs at the base. It was during this time that the doctor had suggested he might be suffering from an anxiety attack. That's a really fucking intense anxiety attack. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not really buying that. I'm not TBH, either. But not, not at all. I digress. <laughs> but okay. I'm not a um, doctor. Neither am I. <laughs> um, so finally on his third visit, um, Mark was now hyperventilating and panic over his condition, and he was given an antipsychotic by injection from the doctor. Within 45 minutes, he went into cardiac arrest and died a short while after. The death Sounds was reported... Sounds like he was poisoned. <laughs> I will get into that. Okay. <laughs> there's there's some theories. <laughs> um, the death was reported as likely being of natural causes, but the National Science Foundation stressed that until a proper autopsy could be performed, they'd be unable to know for sure. Um, his body had been kept frozen in storage for the winter months until it could be returned to a base in Christchurch, New Zealand for an aut autopsy. First of all, how fucking insane is that? Like, you have to, like, keep it on ice just because, like, you can't ship him out. Right. Like, for months. Also, like, isn't it I just, I need to Google what the average temperature of Antarctica is because, like, literally you could just probably, like, leave him outside and he would freeze, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> Look it up. I'll keep going. I'm, okay. <laughs> oh, God. That was a great mental image. <laughs> um, a postmortem on the mainland quickly established the cause of death as being methanol poisoning. The coroner stated that he had consumed an estimated 150 milliliters of methanol, or the approximate amount that would fit in a wine glass. An investigation was undertaken with both Australian and United States agreeing uh, to the inquest into the death being held in New Zealand. Um, 
Detective Senior Sergeant Grant Wormwald, or Wormald, excuse me, uh, was directed to begin an investigation, but since then has stated that the company that owned the observatory, Ray Raytheon, sure, sure, um, and the National Science Foundation hadn't cooperated with his investigation. Uh, he cast doubts on the National Science Foundation. Um, they claimed that the death had been by natural causes and that they would would help would had withheld Jesus Christ dude <laughs> uh, their own internal reports if any existed related to the case he also re revealed that the um, science foundation and the um, company that owned the observatory wouldn't disclose a list of personnel that were there at the time of the incident making it impossible to seek interviews with them and or get a suspect list shady super shady Okay, can uh, I interrupt you? 100%. The average annual temperature in Antarctica ranges from around negative 10 degrees Celsius on the Antarctic coast to negative 60 degrees Celsius at the highest parts of the interior. What's that in Fahrenheit? I don't know Let's what that see. means. <laughs> What's negative 10 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? It's cold. <laughs> it's 14 degrees and... Like positive 14? In positive 14 okay. and negative 60 degrees celsius is negative 76 degrees holy fuck that's Fahrenheit. code according to google and google's never wrong no never the internet's never given you wrong information not one never. time actually that reminds me so earlier today uh brandon was over and we were watching football and he told me that he's gotten like severely into catfish on mtv oh my gosh like disgustingly I used to, obsessed i used to watch that <laughs> i've seen a few episodes and i think i think the whole thing's fucking wild but uh, <laughs> we were having a, like a full-on conversation about that today <laughs> but so anyways you're wrong the internet does lie sometimes oh dang but it's mostly just weirdos yes mostly and yeah, also probably is, the government that show is wild <laughs> <The government. laughs> neither here nor there um <laughs> i also wanted to point out i googled methanol Mm -hmm. And one of the questions people have people have asked, you know, right. Google the suggested things. Yeah. One of the questions is, "Can I drink methanol?" You know, I'm gonna get into that too. Okay, I just so. find that really like a dumb question, but I don't know. Is that really? Is it? You'll find out how dumb it is in okay a few moments. Okay, hit I'll, me. I'll I'll enlighten you. Hit me with it. Okay, great. So the United States Department of Justice also revealed that they had been unsuccessful in investigating the matter and that they had been denied jurisdiction by both Raytheon and the um, National Science Foundation. Uh, the NSF finally dispatched a questionnaire that they had vetted to the 49 people believed to have been on base at the time, but included it with a note saying that participation was not mandatory, so only 13 were sent back and passed on to the investigators. Hmm. AKA the shady people were like, hell nah, I'm not right. filling that out. Deuces. Exactly. So, um, in 2006, so six years after this happens, the uh, coroner's court reconvened for hearings, and during this time, it was revealed that the investigation that um, Rodney Marks had suffered with Tourette's syndrome, although um, with any bearing of this, like, it doesn't, it's unclear if that has anything to do with his death. Okay. But apparently, like, nobody knew he had Tourette's. Mm -hmm. um, DSS Wormald stated that he had doubted Marks uh, had consumed any methanol knowingly as there was a large supply of drinkable alcohol on base 
and that he would have been likely to smell methanol if it had been given to him to drink as a prank or a trick. So methanol, uh, I'm pretty sure it goes into it later, but it's like a very, very strong type of like chemical alcohol. Uh-huh. Um, later on, it, like it describes like how you like how much you can like thin it out to make it quote unquote drinkable. Yeah, but you but should it, probably shouldn't. Uh, probably definitely not. <laughs> yeah, probably definitely probably not. <laughs> I mean, like I wouldn't. <laughs> no. Oh um, wow! It says um, its principal uses are like one of them is antifreeze. Mm-hmm. And we would not drink antifreeze unless so. you're trying to kill someone. Right. Let's not do that, people. Anyways, continue. (laughs) Um, The volume of methanol that would have been consumed by Marx was also concerning. uh, Oh, wait. uh, Yeah. The base had a large supply of disinfectant for use uh, as cleaning scientific equipment, and it was well known that even a few drops could be fatal. Uh, If he had consumed over a wine wine glass as a quantity of the liquid, um, everyone was at a loss for how he could even do that. Yeah. In conclusion, uh, the detective states that he did not believe that Marx had knowingly or willingly consumed any methanol, but couldn't elaborate further on how it may have entered his system. The coroner's court uh, then indefinitely adjourned with Marx's father, saying that uh, he wanted to thank the New Zealand police for having to deal with people who obviously didn't want to deal with them. In 2008, the report was finally released to the public, and it concluded that foul play, suicide, a prank or accident could not be supported by evidence, and therefore the there was no verdict reached as to what caused the death of Rodney Marks. Wow. It was suggested, however, that the serious guidelines uh, needed to be put in place to ensure that timely and, and open investigations into f- future serious incidents in Antarctica. However, this has never been done. <laughs> I mean, because they're probably, I mean, they're so rare, but still. Yeah, so, I mean, it's probably very low on the to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> like, understandably so. Unfortunately, but. Wow. Okay, so. Now, here's some theories of what could have happened and could have resulted in the methanol poisoning. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is suicidal madness or homesickness. Some have suggested that Rodney Marks, while having a perfectly normal life with seemingly few problems, could have been a victim of the isolation and desolation of Antarctica itself. Quite a few crimes committed on the continent are blamed on people going stir-crazy during the long, dark winters or being unable to deal with uh, the lonely isolation for long periods of time. It has been theorized that Marx may have consumed the methanol to either kill himself during a severe depression episode or in order to get sick enough to be sent home. Hmm. Um, arguments against this are already long, uh, are the already long periods he had spent there without incident and, of course, the many easier ways to fake an injury or an illness to be sent home. Yeah. Like, um, break your leg or something. Right? Like, go outside without a coat on. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> get, get some mild hypothermia. Lose a toe. You'll be fine. Yeah, just not the big one. Not the big. <laughs> you need that for balance. <laughs> yes. Um, so, now here's a little bit more about the methanol abuse. Um, so, while extremely dangerous, methanol has been abused as a drinking alcohol in its diluted form in order to experience a high. And this can have a cumulative effect whereby brain damage and organ damage can take much longer to occur. So, basically, it's saying that it's possible that he's been, like, drinking methanol for a long time. That's very mm-hmm. diluted. And over time caused all the organ damage that eventually led to his death. But, like, if they had regular alcohol on base, then it doesn't really make sense. Right. But it also, like I said, with the addition of, like, feeling drunk, you also, like, get, like, a head high, basically. Oh, okay. Don't do it, kids. (laughs) Yeah, don't. Don't do it. 
Um, the coroner in the case of Rodney Marks didn't observe the telltale signs of long-term abuse of methanol, but due to the damage observed in the autopsy, it's possible that evidence of long-term abuse was missed. Um, so possible, but like again, like not super duper likely, but more likely than him trying to kill himself. Yeah. Um, the moonshine theory. Methanol is used to adulterate moonshine in many cases, and this has often led to sicknesses and deaths from poisoning due to using the wrong amounts. Mm-hmm. In the case of Rodney Marks, it's never been investigated if a moonshine still was being operated on the base um, at the time of his death, or if anyone else ever experienced symptoms that might have been linked to one being president, present. Um, it's unlikely that one ever existed, however, um, because alcohol was already ready on base. Hmm, yeah. So there's no right. need to make moonshine. Right. Um... The murder theory. In regards to Rodney Marks' last hours of lives, um, the detective was adamant that he hadn't known what was happening to him. Um, it was his opinion that Marks ingested the methanol knowingly, and he would have told the doctor when his symptoms had worsened, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Right. Um, the fact that he had been as confused as everyone else left only one conclusion to the detective, that Marks had to have been dosed by somebody else, and that the volume involved in the poisoning left only a murder, leaving only murder as a likely reason. Yeah. Uh, because of the lack of cooperation by the companies and many individuals involved, uh, no one was ever able to come up with any suspects or even a motive for murdering Rodney, but it uh, remains the most popular opinion among theorists. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Mm-hmm. And it gets a little weirder. Okay. So now the inhalation theory. Hydrogenation of carbon monoxide is the primary method by which industrial methanol is produced today. It does occur naturally through various types of plankton and bacteria, as well as being created by some algae blooms and being able to last in a vapor in the air for several days before being dispersed as to a safe level. Mm-hmm. Some have wondered if um, some sort of release of methanol vapor from beneath the ice of Antarctica could have somehow exposed him to its effects without his knowledge. Um, however, this is unlikely due to the distinct smell it would have uh, been giving off it was if it was in such a concentrated state in the air. And wouldn't it probably would have affected other people too? Exactly. Not and just that's, him. That's like what the next sentence says. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you should write this. <laughs> I'm like so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag genius. <laughs> um, and lastly, the doctor theory. The doctor at the um, Admonson Scott base at the time was Dr. Robert Thompson, and in the years after Rodney Mark's death, the manner in which he had cared for him in his final hours has come under scrutiny. Another doctor named William Silva, who had worked at a base nearby, told coroners that he had uh, reviewed Dr. Thompson's notes and felt that they had fallen short of what he could have done for Marks. For instance, Dr. Thompson had an um, ectochem blood analysis machine at his disposal that might have been able to identify his condition before he died, but this was never used, according to Dr. Thompson, because its battery had run out, and uh, once it was changed, it would take 8 to 10 hours to recalibrate for use. Dang. Like, why are you letting your shit die, dude? Right. Like, that Come just kind of seems like not, not being a good doctor. No, it's negligent. In general. That's the word I was looking for. I was going to... That one. I was going to say malpractice, but I knew that was wrong. But, I mean, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, at the coroner's inquest, Thompson said that he was too busy caring for Marks to consider using the machine at the time, and he had found it too complicated to use. And uh, this is something that Dr. Silva had disputed, saying that the machine was straightforward and simple to operate. Okay. Again, how do you not know how to use your shit? Right. Whatever. Bruh. Okay. (laughs) 
Um, another thing that was called into question was Dr. Thompson's use of an antipsychotic, which seemed to trigger the final cardiac arrest that killed Rod- that killed Rodney Marks. Yeah. At the inquest, he had defended it as necessary due to the panic state that Marks was in, that was making it impossible for him to treat. Maybe he was panicked because he was dying. Uh, what? <laughs> Weird. Whoa. Whoa. Um. Other doctors have called into question the administration of anything with tranquilizing effects to a patient that hasn't yet been diagnosed and is uh, exhibiting serious symptoms of liver failure already. Mm-hmm. Before the inquest could be completed, Dr. Thompson disappeared and has not been in contact with any media outlet or any authorities linked to the case since 2006. Whoa. Uh-huh. Some have pointed this to a suggestion of his involvement in what could have, what have happened to Rodney Marks and has even suggested his disappearance from public life is linked to a wider conspiracy. Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. But, yeah, nobody's heard from him since. Did anyone have any motive to kill Rodney? Nope. There's no reason or motive for Rodney Mark's death. Um, nothing's ever been revealed, and in the years since, his family has made it clear that they don't intend to push any f- further for answers. Weird. Isn't that fucking crazy? I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it. There's nothing else. Like, I even checked my favorite website ever, Wikipedia. oh wikipedia did tell me that there are um a couple memorials at the south pole for him uh Uh, there was a mountain that was named after him Mm -hmm. uh, like it's like mark's mountain or something like that and then there's a memorial at the actual like south pole oh oh wow yeah so first man murdered in antarctica probably probably wow Mm mm-hmm I'm sure absolutely nobody that listens to this has any connection to this, but... <laughs> right. If you know this doctor that just disappeared off the face of the earth, or... <laughs> if you're familiar like that, with Antarctica, hit us up. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, That's... do you know anything else other than it's fucking cold? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Um, Alright, what do you have that's uh, fun and fresh to share with the class? Um, so I started watching this show last weekend called Why Women Kill. It's on CBS All Access, and it is so good. I want to say it's either on Amazon Prime or Hulu also. I don't, I don't think so, because it's a CBS All Access, like, original. Oh. Maybe not that. It's so good. You can sign up for CBS All Access for, like, a month for free. At least I did. And it might have been, like, a Black Friday thing, but, um... You can usually get, like, a, a week free or something. But it is so good. Wild. I'll have to give that a go. I recommend it. Like, it's it's kind of, like, funny. And it's not all about... It's just really interesting. Hmm. I liked it. I'll have to give it's that a go. Pre- it's pretty cool. Yeah. Give it a go. Is it anything like that? Um, I tried to watch it on Netflix, but I, honestly, I could not. Like, the, like, inside women's prisons or... No. No, no. It's, it's not like a... It's not like it's not like inter- an show. No, it's it's. Um, do you have you ever seen Desperate Housewives? Uh, no, I've not. Okay, well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's like um, it's it's not it's it's fictional and oh, okay. it, it takes place like there's three main char- like three w- main women characters. Mm-hmm. They all live in the same house, but in different times. So the first girl lives there like 1963. The next person lives there like 1983, and then like the the next one is like current like current 2019 and like follows all their shit yeah and like it's just so good i'll have to give that a go yeah is it like the whole like season out yeah okay there's eight episodes i think eight or ten or something like that but i like binged it in like three days i was like i want to make sure that i get my like free trials worth 
Yeah. I'm like in between shows, so I was like, eh, I'll just give it a try. And then I turned it on and I was kind of like, but then I like five minutes in, I was hooked and it has, um, Lucy Liu in it. You know, the, the girl from Charlie's angels and she's so good. I love her. I I love her too. So she makes it completely worth it. Um, I finally, I'm like one episode away from being done with unbelievable. Yeah. That was a good one too. Yeah, and then I just started listening to the audiobook, too, because I had happened to... I think I mentioned this on the show before, that I accidentally downloaded it, like, a while back. Yeah. Because the book used to have a different title. Yeah. And um, I was like, I didn't download this book. Like, what? what's this unbelievable thing? And then I realized that they changed the title once the Netflix show came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very good. So, definitely recommend that. Yeah. And I need to finish the last episode. But I've been kind of, like, not wanting to. I, I know because really it's good. End. I know. I, I do that too. Yeah. Um. Do 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 do. Yeah, that's it. We're gonna do a it. screen screen right recap of the Jinx. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I watched the Jinx finally. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably have that out next week. Yeah. So be on the yeah. lookout for that. Yeah. But oh, it's so good. I can't wait to talk about it. I know. Literally, like, when I was like texting you about it, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> Seriously, I I watched it, and then my friend, I my friend Chelsea was like, we watched it together, and then she, we were talking to us about it, and we made him watch it, and we both rewatched it with him. Oh my god! So you've seen it three times. <laughs> I've seen it twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. I know. Like, so I watched it when I was homesick with the stomach flu this last week. Yeah. And. I watched it, so I, I watched the, like, first two episodes, and then I fell asleep because I was, like, on cold medicine. Yeah. And then woke up to the last episode. Like, <laughs> I was, like, halfway through it. So, like, I restarted the last episode and watched the whole thing, and then I was like, holy fucking shit. It's so good. And then and I went back and watched, like, the middle two. <laughs> they actually made a movie with Ryan Gosling and Kirsten Dunst in it. And oh, Ryan really? Gosling plays him. I started it, but I fell asleep, actually. <laughs> and I never... You pulled yeah, I definitely pulled his ass. <laughs> Did you hear him? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I never picked it back up because I already know the ending, but... Um, Do you know what it's called? Oh, gosh. No, I don't remember. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up later and maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I can't say it's good because I fell asleep, but I've heard it was good. Creepy. It's creepy. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. All right, dope. Well, Anyways. Um, on that note... Um, leave us a review on yeah. iTunes or wherever you listen to this. Do it so we can do a giveaway. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Let yeah. us know what you think. And we'll catch you next week. All right. Adios. All right, later. Bye. Bye.